hit a button, Morty. Give me a beat. Oh, this is a podcast. You're what's good, folks. I appreciate you for tuning in to another episode of this a podcast. This is the show where I, Mech Show, sit down with some of the most talented, hardworking, forward thinking individuals that I know across all kinds of different industries. Um, I know people in music, arts, sciences, business. Um, I like to sit down with these people and just uh, get a really good understanding of how they got so good at what they do, how they maintain um, their skills, not even just maintain, but also improve upon their skills in their career and in their personal lives. Um, A little bit more about me. I am a content creator and I also run a family business uh, full time. Uh, Those are the two things that I do literally seven days a week. Um, 24 hours a day. So within that, I like to talk about a lot of business building, um, personal development, growth, things like that. Uh, So that's usually the scope or the frame of the conversation. But, you know, these things tend to go anywhere. Uh, As a content creator, I produce this podcast. I also produce a few other podcasts that you can find on itsnation.com and not just podcasts, web shows. We got something for everybody, man. If you're into sports, we got Sporty Life TV, web series hosted by my homies, Surgeon Theo Kona, who are uh, football coaches at John F. Kennedy High School. We also have a podcast called The Final Third, hosted by my boy Phil Nana, who is also a head coach, but at uh, Montgomery College, he coaches the uh, he's the head coach of the women's soccer team there. We also got the Bounce Back podcast, hosted by my girl Maylee Smittig. She is a yoga instructor, and her podcast is all about using yoga as a tool for um, resiliency and bouncing back. So she's talking to yoga instructors. She's talking to yogis. She's even talking to just everyday people who are committed to the yoga lifestyle. So that's dope. We got Live from the Back Seat hosted by my girl, Simone Mitchum, um, another talented individual on the team. So yeah, man, we got a whole bunch of things going on on itsnation.com. So definitely check that out. And also, if you, yes, you listening are interested in starting a podcast or have had ideas for a podcast but don't know where to start, uh, reach out to me, man. I'm always down to help people get their thing off the ground. Um, This is a podcast at gmail.com. You can hit me there and we can, you know what I'm saying, definitely get the wheels in motion for all that. But um, yeah. Definitely after this podcast, you know what I'm saying, listen to this first, and then go ahead and step on over to isnation.com and see what else we got going on over there. On this episode, I have my friend Charlie H on tap. She's on Instagram at charlie.h, that's charlie, C-H-A-R-L-E-I dot H. And this episode was really fun to do, actually. Um, we had a lot of laughs, but um, also a lot of insight on um, some interesting topics. We're talking about fashion and design, um, how that's played a major role in her life and continues to. Uh, We're talking about trials and tribulations of being in business. We're talking about the power of communication. She has a very interesting, um, she has a very interesting uh, tool set. Uh, She went to school for, started off um, being a business major and then switched over to communications. And those are two skills that, I am super passionate about. I mean, I didn't have the formal education in those, but those are literally the two things that I um, spend pretty much all my time 
um, working on uh, for my own business and for my own self. So we have uh, interesting conversation around those things. Um, she's also into, you know, the whole like self-development thing that this podcast is really about. So, you know, what I'm saying she has some really dope book book recommendations um, that she gives out on here. Uh, but yeah, man, this is just a really uh, cool episode. So go ahead and take a listen. Got Charlie H on tap today. Hey y'all. How are you? I'm good. Yeah, I appreciate yeah. you for coming through. Appreciate you making time to do this. Yes, absolutely. Thank yeah. you for having me. Um before we dive into the conversation and everything, just to give a little context, let people know who you are, what you do, the Cliff Notes version, the Cliff Notes. You know, Twitter 140 characters version, just the short story of who you are, what you do, what you're about. Okay, um, so I feel like people will get to know me through our conversation. Definitely, that's the aim. Yeah, so I'll just keep it short. Mm-hmm. Um, my name is Charlie. I'm 25 years old, and that's just all I'm going to say right nope. now. <laughs> so. lit, lit, lit. Um, I guess a good starting point is um, I met you at um, Adam Basil and then product shoot. Right. Uh, I wanted to know, first of all, like, I. I just gotta say, like, I, I fuck with them. I fuck with what they're doing over there. Um, not just Adam himself, team. yeah, but like TJ, Marco, all those and guys. And they all work really well. Yeah, them. man. Like, yeah. I tell them all the time. Every time I, every time I see Adam, every time I see TJ, because I see them the most. Um, just like they got, they just. I like how they think and like how they do things, and I fuck with that. But I, I was interested in knowing, like, how did you link up with them? How do you know them? All that type of stuff. So. Okay, so the first time I worked with Adam was for the Angles of Love campaign. And um, TJ, who, Bosby, um, he actually wrote me, I think on Twitter or Instagram or something, kind of just reached out like, yo, I like your vibe, you know, kind of like the style you put out online. Me and my team are working on this. And then I got in contact with Adam and him and TJ were like, come to our next meeting. And so I came to the meeting and we kind of just clicked since then, you know, like the way they work, the way I work, we kind of just mesh. And so, um, yeah, I'm just happy to work with them. They're yeah. a great set of team. Like they fire, the product is Hell yeah. fire, yeah. you know, yeah. from the loafers to the home line. So, yeah. Yeah, we're excited for that home line that's going to drop. Um, don't want to say too much about right, it. Right, right, right. <laughs> But um, yeah, man, I kind of want to start this conversation like back, like at your childhood, you know what I'm saying? Um, Where, first of all, the first question I want to ask is when you were young, um, as early as you can remember, as early as you can go back to, um, who was somebody that you looked up to? You know, like outside of my parents. Yeah, yeah. I think I would say my Auntie Mimi. Um, she has lived in London my whole life, but we've always been close and I've always got to see her frequently. And I kind of just looked up to her cause she, like as early as I can remember, she was one of the first people who I could just be my like wildest self around. Nice. And so when I was a kid, she used to call me Miss New York because I guess I was just like, you know, a little extra, I'm a little extra right now. You know what I mean? <laughs> so like she used to call me Miss New York and she would just like gas me up. Like my mom always gassed me up. So, but outside of my mother, like my auntie Mimi was kind of just like super stylish, super down to earth. She kind of just, you know, 
march to the own her own the own beat of her drum is yeah. that how you say the it? beat of her own drum yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and um yeah she yeah that was like the first person i think i would say yeah, yeah. so like i'm still inspired by her yeah kids. yeah she's i bet a, like a grown woman and she's not like letting age define her physically mentally you know she just has a really fun soul um what did she do or like whether it's professionally or just like around you, like what was it that you were attracted to about her specifically? I, th- I think just the way she loves, she has a really like addicting kind of love, you know, like you want her to love you, even if it's not like <laughs> romantically or you know, straight up, you just want her, you just, want her to like you. you. See me, you're like, oh, I want, yeah, exactly, <laughs> you know, and, and she's so, her vibe is just so enchanting. Like you just want to be around her and she's a, you know, she's a blunt person, but the way she loves is like really rare these days, mm-hmm. you know? So I definitely try and model after her. Yeah, that's interesting. That. Yeah. Um, where did you grow up? So I grew up in Maryland. Um, yeah, I've been, for most of my life, been a Mo County girl. Um, nice. Yeah. Nice, I've been in Mo County most of my life too. Yeah. Um, I went to, I like to say I grew up in, I grew up in Maryland, but I traveled a lot when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. My parents were kind of like, okay, summer's, school's over, summer's here, bye. Like, really? <laughs> yeah. Damn, that's so, crazy. My um, parents were like sending me to a cousin's house, like in Maryland somewhere. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> like we didn't take no trips. No, so I would go to London a lot. Nice. And at the time, I think that's where I got a lot of my style from too, like mm-hmm. growing up. Just seeing like how people dressed here in the States. You noticed the difference back then? Yeah, I definitely noticed the difference. It's not like one was better than the other, but it's just like being able to recognize different things in different areas. And um, so I spent a lot of time in London. I've probably spent the same amount of, not the same amount of time, obviously, but like Maryland and London are the two places I've spent large portions of my life. Yeah, for sure. That's interesting. What's did you like when you're in london i guess when you were a kid what were some of the things outside of the fashion and the style that also stuck out as far as like differences like not better or worse but just like different differences i mean i think just like the difference in in being a kid in the environment you know so you Did know, you have kid friends out there? Yeah, oh, for okay, sure. Cool. Yeah, because like, um, you know sometimes when you go you somewhere, go you just meet there. your family. No, so you I have my cousins, and we're all like in the same age bubble. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. it's been lit since okay, day one, cool, you cool. know. And then going out there, I think living in like Montgomery County, like townhouse suburb kind of thing, and you know, London's a city, so. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're like living with your family in the city, it's completely different. Yeah. And like my fondest memories of being there, you know, are like jumping on the trash can covers with like my cousin Hannah. We would like play double dutch. And I used to be on the step team. I used to step like from middle school to high school. Okay. So I would go over there in the summertime and like teach her all the steps. Nice. And, you know, we would go up the block and get candy from this certain place. And like, you know, the barber shops right across from her house. And so um, like to this day, when I go there, they're like, oh, that's Mimi's American niece, blah, blah, blah. She's back. You know, like it's just like a different feeling of it's just like a different vibe. Yeah, yeah, you know I get it. I, mean? I get it. And I, I just loved like having to experience both, getting to experience both. Yeah, you know, and yeah. that's why I love London so much. Yeah, 
People are always like, why do you guys go there? Why don't you go somewhere else? <laughs> I was like, mind your business. No, straight up, straight up. Um, it's crazy, man. I have the same feelings about Nigeria, man. Because yeah. when I was growing up, um, that was the one place that like my parents would send us to. I remember going there for like a whole summer for the first time when I was only maybe sixth grade. Mm-hmm. And not going to lie, I hated it that time. <laughs> like, why, why do you think you hated it? I, um, I only hated it because I was there for so long and it was such a difference in like, economic situation I see. you know what I'm saying like, like literally at that time you're not and, and I couldn't yeah, yeah I couldn't understand yeah. like like it's crazy to be a kid going from playing video games every day to not even being able to play video games because like there's no power so it's yeah. like not e- like it's you take things for granted you know yeah. what I'm saying yeah and um I was just at an age where you know you you're used to what you're used to and you want to do what you're used to. So right. like, yeah, I had fun playing outside and stuff, but when it's dark and you got to go inside, you're just sitting around, you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> until you fall asleep. Right. Like it was just different. Was and I couldn't different. appreciate the difference back then. Right. And it was, what's crazy is that it was cool for like the first like two weeks. I was having a blast, right. but I was there for like two months. Right. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, so like yeah, I, I was that. ready to go home after yeah, a while. You know uh-huh. what I'm saying? And then I didn't really, like that was my first time going. So I had some cousins that, I was cool with that I met out there and like built a friendship with, but I also like have friends that I started to miss over here. You know what I'm saying? Shit right. like that. Um, no, I get that. But yeah. that's really dope. I've been, I've been back home one time mm-hmm. when I was a child. Where's where's home for you? Sierra Leone. Oh, okay, nice. Yeah, I'm a salon gal. So um, I've been back home one time and I'm actually looking for- One time in your life? Yeah, one oh, time. Oh, like, like what age were you? Like you I was a kid. Okay. So like I- You don't really remember? You know, I really, I, the one thing I vividly remember is like, this pink sunset beach. You know what I mean? Like that's my, and like now that I think about it in this moment, I have this really fond love of palm trees Mm -hmm. and I just really never knew where it came from. Um, But I think it might've been that. Like, I think that's one of my first, you know, um, like I'm missing the word. What's the word? Um, Photographic. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Nostalgic is yeah, another word I was like thinking about. Yeah, or just like one of those yeah. first memories mm-hmm. that like really stuck like to me visually. in your head, yeah. Um, and when I look back at the pictures with my mom, we were kind of just both so happy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get it. So, um, yeah, I want to go back home. Mm-hmm. And now that I'm older and a little bit more established in my creative identity, if you will, storytelling is a huge passion of mine yeah. and so I really want to go home and just pick up a camera and see what you get yeah <laughs> straight up, straight up. Um, not like in a photographer way or videographer way you know um more so like directing the story okay yeah that's interesting um yeah, yeah we'll definitely get more into your creative creative self but um uh as a kid what did you think you were going to be when you grew up I thought I was going to be a couple things. So okay. I, as a kid, I couldn't really, I like, you can't really like pinpoint like a fashion or like yeah, styling yeah. career. You know uh, what I course, mean? Of course, of course. You like, you like as a kid, you know, the you know, careers like teacher, that are like teacher, doctor, doctor lawyer. lawyer. Yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> Astronaut, like but firefighter. <laughs> I was like super passionate, like, overly passionate about dressing my dolls like I had really? the Barbie the brass the Mycene the Polly Pocket the Diva <laughs> Stars like I had the everything and multiple you know, outfits for all of them 
okay, like everything. And then like when the remember when CD ROMs came out oh, and yeah, like you could play CD, you know, video games on the mm-hmm. computer. Bloop, I popped all of them in. I was dressing all my girls, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, the brats did used to have the like All of them the, did. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, like the software for it. And then the websites, that's when yeah, like yeah. the internet hit oh, or whatever. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Um and so I was always, that was just super fun to me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and then, like, if I was a kid now, I would be one of those kids who play Barbie on YouTube. Like, Oh, yeah, you know, like, like, yeah, like, be unboxing. Yeah, no, <laughs> not unboxing. Like, there's kids that make little episodes oh, really? with their Barbie, and, like, they record it. Yo, that's actually it, and they, very interesting. Yeah, and then they upload it as an episode. And they'd be doing the voices for the fucking characters. For, exactly. Wow. Yeah. So, I didn't know that. That's... Yeah. Super dope. Maybe actually. I shouldn't know that at my big, big age. But you, like, you, you know? I'm about to say you could you could direct some like, crazy stories. <laughs> you could direct some crazy but, stories. Some real soap operas with Barbies, you know, yeah. These are kids doing it. You know I know. What I'm mean? saying like I'm sure there's a market for and it. You know, when you're a kid, your imagination is oh, like hell yeah, crazy. Hell yeah. So. This is shit that probably like people were just doing in their room. You know what I'm saying? Now people, now parents are just putting their camera on their kids right, and like, putting right, it on the internet. <laughs> Do the thing you were doing yesterday. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> Straight up. But, um, and then I knew I wanted to be a teacher. So I would like um, line up my stuffed animals and pretend I was like Literally teaching them, teach but them. I would like actually write out homework assignments yeah. and grade it and stuff like that. And I have two sisters. I have an older sister and a younger sister. We're all five years apart. And we all used to share one room for a couple of years yeah. when we were growing up. And so we would all play together, you know, and T I just always wanted to like give out all the information I had. I always wanted to give it out. You know yeah. what I mean? And so my mom used to be like, well, you're going to be a teacher. My mom actually thinks I'm supposed to be a lawyer because she's like, I think anyone would say, if you try and debate me, like yeah, I'm yeah. coming with the you heat like explaining. of facts. <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. I, I don't speak on things I don't know. Oh, 100%. So if someone tries to debate me, like I'm coming with the T, yeah. like you're probably, blazing. yeah, you know what I mean? Like, you know, Brooke, Brooke will tell oh, you, yeah, yeah. me and Brooke be going back and forth. Really? Like, It's so funny because... I, and I've never said this to Brooke, but it's not bad. But like when me and Brooke are having conversations, yo, he's the only person that I can think of that when me and him, like me and him be talking at the same time. Yes. <laughs> we'll talk for like two minutes, like at the same time, yeah. listening to each other, yeah. but also talking. But it's like, okay, what you're saying <laughs> it's like, is important, it's it's like, well, but I'm saying something important too. But it's like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Because it's like, you know, when you're having a conversation, one person's talking, and then when that person stops, the next person talks. Exactly. But like when me and Brooke are talking, we both be talking. Yeah. I have to tell myself like, okay, stop. Right. So that he, I can right. listen to what right. he said. Right. Like, you know, that's so funny, yo. But it's like, it's like a good thing to me. because I'm like fake listening yeah. To give you the benefit oh, okay, of the doubt, okay, you know okay. what I mean. So I'll be letting Brooke talk. Yeah, but then I bounce back. Um, so my mom. But I should say he's one of the smartest dudes I know. Honestly, yeah. Shout out that to that nigga's smart as hell. Period. And it's just like he's I, I, he's one of my guys. I like how he thinks. Yeah. Straight up. Um, but yeah, my mom always thought I would be a lawyer. But one thing I have to say, shout out to my mom. You know, when you're like a first generation kid, sometimes it's hard. Your parents kind of push. Kind of. <laughs> they tell you what you're going to be. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But one thing about, and you know, it's not easy because yeah. the community behind them is like, oh. Expectations. Yeah. And, and it's like, oh, your child's doing this or your child's doing that instead of so doing judgy, this. Instead of so doing judgy, that. Yeah. So I always give my mom credit and just, you know, I'm super fortunate to have a mother like her because she's always let me and my sisters find our way. Nice. And so if it was, 
you know, any wahala coming from the other side, mm-hmm. she, it was like, well, these are my children. Yeah. And if they're happy, then I'm happy. Yeah. So. Um, That's super dope. That's actually pretty rare in like the African community. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm super fortunate. Yeah, it's always, I always say it's like, a, um, it's like a competition amongst people that you don't even know sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like you're like. Your parents have kids so that they can like brag about you to like their friends about yeah. their kids. You know, it's like a competition that's not healthy for anybody involved. <laughs> no, seriously. Yeah. But I think the the one gem about being a first generation kid, there's multiple. I'm about to say there's a lot, <laughs> <laughs> but let's hear your take. Yeah. But one of the um one of the most special ones, I believe. I think we automatically by force become multi-dimensional and we're naturally forced to understand different perspectives because we go home and our parents have one idea you know when you're a kid you don't realize your parents are adjusting to a whole new life in a country facing their own adversities you know but what you do know is the way the world works regularly to regularly. you oh my and God, the way so the world well works in your parents yeah. mind it's like it's not cohesive yeah that's so well said that's completely right and then you kind of <clears throat> learn how to bridge the gap through communication i yeah. did and um yeah that's like one of those things i feel like we're kind of it's like being thrown into a fire yeah pit, but you the fire simmers down yeah you it's just very... find your way and you become more observant and you you find ways to bridge the gap yeah yeah i, I like you kind of said it man i yeah. think um one of the biggest things that i look back on my childhood yeah. on that i'm grateful for mm-hmm. is that uh my parents were so they it's crazy man like i just knew my parents were tough they were not they weren't like particularly tougher on me than like maybe my uncle with his kids like my cousins or anything like Mm -hmm. they were just like african tough but like you know what i'm saying you know what i'm saying like so i knew right from wrong type shit that's all i mean by that it's like i knew what i should be doing and what i shouldn't be doing versus like even in your adult life that still kicks in that's what i'm that's kind of what i'm saying like uh when i was a kid like even if i would get into trouble i knew the trouble i was getting into and i knew like this is trouble if i get caught doing this shit it can't get back to my folks you know what i'm saying i knew that whereas like some of my friends would just be doing shit Wildin'. and like their parents would find out and they would be like why are you mad and i'm just like yo like you knew we were doing wrong i knew we were doing wrong you know what i'm saying yeah because it's different yeah yeah it's different and i think it's very interesting like now when i look back i'm like that like level of like because you i feel like you gotta you know what i'm saying do shit you gotta push boundaries a little bit that's living you know what i'm saying like you gotta break the rules a little bit yeah. you know what i'm saying and yeah. it's cool to do it as a kid because you can only get in so much trouble you know right. what i'm saying mm-hmm. like you do the same you do something at 21 you're gonna get locked up but you right. do it at like 14 it's you're gonna get like a little a smack on the back of the hand of course of course yeah. of course um yeah so but i think that's just something that i noticed like yeah. i i was always like willing to do some shit but i always knew i couldn't do something crazy because like my parents would like beat the shit out of me if they found out and yeah. i would just bring shame to the family i didn't want to be like a shameful yeah, no. person see i never i got beat one time by my dad because I don't even know if I should be saying this. <laughs> uh, but, you know, it's it's not like bad or anything. I think I was like seven or eight years old and we're at McDonald's and the food was just taking so long. <laughs> What's taking so long? And I was like, damn, where's the food at? <laughs> Yo. <laughs> 
So did you have like a mouth when you were a kid? You used to talk shit? Yo, I think I've always had a smart yeah. mouth on me. I've always been like a little... Little shit talker. Yeah. <laughs> Just a little bit. I could back it up Just though. a little bit. I'm sure. But um, so I was like, damn, where the food at? My dad kind of just turned around like, what? Where the like food? you said, damn. Yeah. Okay. Like with that emphasis, oh, yeah. and I'm like a kid. Yeah. I don't even think I reached my double digits. Yeah, yet. yeah, straight up. And he just turned around like that, and yeah. I was like, oh my god, no! Like, <laughs> what made you say that? Like, was it just instinct? Like, yeah, why it was would just you just instinct? Like, where is this food? Oh, okay. I want my happy meal. Yeah, oh, yeah, straight up. Like, where's it at? I've had a long day. <laughs> <laughs> the last thing I want to do is wait for exactly. my happy meal. Exactly, and so. Yeah, that was the only time my dad ever beat me. And my mom, she used to throw stuff at me, but she never, like, yeah. beat me. You was cool with your moms growing up? Like, um, yeah. like y'all didn't have, like, a fighting, like, oh. mom-daughter type relationship? Or did y'all? So my parents got divorced when I was 11. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think when my father left the house, that ki- my mom's not a disciplinarian. So... Well, my dad left the house. It was kind of like bet. free game. Low key, that's the same situation. Like when I, like I said earlier, my back, my my dad moved. Yeah, oh, I was just like <laughs> fucking up, man. You know, <laughs> I, I started, you know, wilding out a little bit. Yeah, um, not like you know, nothing crazy. Yeah, you knew, like but yeah, just like, like a you got bit, yeah, Ooh, yeah, yeah, check yeah. Me now. a little more you than what, what you I were mean? doing before. Yeah, yeah, and my mom and I butt heads a lot. Because I didn't want to listen to her, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I just wanted to do. I'm still this person. I only want to do what I want to do, mm-hmm. and like doing anything else outside of that scope requires extreme discipline from me. Mm-hmm. And so that doesn't really work with an African mother. <laughs> and yeah. so um, I just wouldn't listen to her. You know what I mean? It was like, well, I'm go. I remember one time I wanted to go to the football game. It was like Northwest versus Seneca. That was like a big deal in high school. Mm-hmm. And she was like, well, you can't go. And I was like, I'm going. And I just moved, walked out. <laughs> I wasn't trip. asking. <laughs> I was like, people, like, like, you know, yeah, got you're out wild. Of there. You're wild, Loki. <clears throat> no, yeah, I was really disrespectful. Yeah. And I just. Um, Thank her for all her prayers because if I ever <laughs> had, yeah, if I ever had a terrible trait, it, it was my temper. Yeah, and I don't even think I would claim having a temper. Yeah, today, yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. But my mom definitely put up with a lot. Yeah, and yeah. I was the type as a kid to like not even tell my folks where I was going. It was like I go if they found out I'm gone, then I kind of explain later. <laughs> right, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. I was because especially like when my dad moved. Um, to Nigeria, like my like well, my mom worked a lot. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And this is something that um, kind of like you touched on earlier mm-hmm. when you were saying like you don't realize that your folks are in a new place and that they're like right. as you're like now that we're adults, we realize right. how hard it is to be an adult over here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But and, like but we're from here. We grew up here. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like my, I think about the fact that my folks came here like already like who they were they came here in adulthood and like built like a real life that now me and my from siblings nothing. can eat up from nothing yeah like, like my, I'm my like mom forever came here grateful, nine yo. months pregnant with my sister she mm-hmm. was living in pg county um you know i think my mom's first job was mcdonald's and my dad's first job was cleaning houses mm-hmm. And they didn't have cars and my dad used to tell me he would walk like umpteen miles to and from 
housing to work. And my mom, um, my mom is super smart. So before she came here, she had already finished all her credentials when she was 14. And so when she came here, she met someone, I'm forgetting my auntie's name. Sorry, auntie, for watching this, <laughs> um, who was like, well, why are you working at McDonald's if you have your nursing credentials? Straight and up. plugged my mom in that way. Um, and then my mom came here first, too. She didn't come here with my dad. So being like nine months pregnant in a whole new place, you know, just... Complete culture shock. Yeah, that's you know crazy. what I mean? Um, but she my mom is like the most boss woman yeah, ever. Dug it out. That's crazy. Dug man. It Shout out. out to her. Yeah. Um Yeah, so moving like okay, in high school, what type of <laughs> you said you had the mouth and all that, but like Yo, what type of shit were you into? Like what were you what were you into back then? Were you like a troublemaker? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I was in I mean no, 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 I was not a troublemaker. <laughs> Which is no. It? The thing is, I I never I make was trouble. misunderstood. No, I was, and f- from young age, I was never going for any shenanigans. Okay. Like it was always respect me. Okay, you know what I mean. And so my teachers would disrespect just try me. to do stupid ass shit. Like I never understood a teacher snatching a phone out of my hand. Like you don't oh, pay wow. this bill. Straight up. Give me my phone. Straight you up. know what yeah, I mean? They wouldn't dare do that now. <laughs> like, what's up like, now you? it's like a phone is, you know is what not I like mean? a toy. Like, but I think people, you know, you got to think back then. Wait, what year did you graduate high school? 2011. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So you're a little younger than me, but still like back then, like all this shit was new. So like, you know what I'm saying? I'm sure te- just, like teachers thought this shit were toys. Like you're playing with your phone. Yeah, you know like what I'm, I'm like, even if I was, you're not paying the bill. <laughs> so okay. get your role on with that. I'm not disrupting yeah. the class. You're disrupting the class. That's literally what I was saying. Like, me you're out. disrupting the class. Trying to come for me. That's what you was saying. Nobody knew I was on my phone, yeah, but yeah. here you are clocking, yeah. and now everybody knows I'm on my phone. Like just do you, and I'll do me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Period. That's so, funny. so yeah, in high school, I, you know, we, we can skip over that. Okay. So but what were you into though? Like what? What? Like what were your interests? What were so, you uh, so I was on the step team. Okay, um, that's one of my most fondest memories of high school because we would step, but we would also dance. Mm-hmm. And like, there's really nothing like dancing in sync alongside other black women. You know, just like the movement and the rhythm. Camaraderie. Yeah, you just feel like empowered. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's like I'm my youngest self. I started to feel. Like that black girl magic, okay. you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know what it feels like, but I know what you mean. Yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> I know what you mean. Um, yeah, and then in high school, I was always into clothes. You know what I mean? Like I've always been into recognizing things, recognition. And in high school, I think that's when I really wanted to, or not wanted to, but I started to be able to naturally identify elements of design. Oh, okay. You know, and I kind of um, found a lane in that. You know, I, I love recognizing things. Like I love looking at a piece of furniture or looking, I love vintage. Mm-hmm. So I love looking at something from like 20 years ago or two years ago and being like, that was that creative director and that was this. Mm-hmm. And so in high school, I kind of started to do my research a little bit more on that. And then high school. In like what way? Like what do you mean? Like if you were to give an example of what you're talking about. I think just naturally. I think when you're 
I won't speak for everybody, but for me, when I was in high school, I would say like junior, senior year, I kind of took more time. That's when I started to like self-care, get to know myself. What do I like? You know okay. what I mean? And I would go to the library and like, um, do, like I would sit in the library. This is when my grades were the best. I would sit in the library, do my homework, and then I would also go find books on what I liked. I've always loved reading. Um, when I was a kid, like I would come home from school do my homework, and then my dad would make us like read a book and then like write something about the book we just read. You know what I mean? So he's always, both my parents have always like reading, that. reading, yeah, reading, yeah, yeah. you know. That's why when I was a kid, my dad and my mom used to make, used to try to yeah. make it over, over summers. They would tell us to like oh, yeah. read books oh, and my like God. give us those little like workbooks, workbooks that you could, the workbooks yeah. that you could get those, from the grocery store. Yeah, from store. like Costco or some yeah, shit. Yeah, and like, so I was always yo, doing a workbook. Yo, I used book. to fucking hate those No, jokes, but I'm forever dog. grateful because like, I'm, yo. I still can't appreciate that. That shit, no, I hated that No, shit. and I'm not even being like shady, but yeah, like yeah. reading comprehension for oh, some people is like, your parents should have gave you that workbook. Straight you know up, what I mean? Up. Like, yeah. but um, yeah. So books, that was like my first real lane mm-hmm. of research. And then I, I remember even when the internet came out, I was still book heavy. And then the internet came out, and I, I remember like one thing about the internet coming out, at least ac- accessible to like us. You know what I mean? Like MySpace. Yeah, like mainstream internet. Right. Um, I kind of remember the shift, and I think that's something really special about our generation. Hundred percent is man. that we're like the last. Yeah, one. let's 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 talk about that. You like, know, what do you like, remember about the? We're shift? like the last one. Hundred percent. Who went outside to play, mm-hmm. and then the internet came. Mm-hmm. Like everyone else after, like I told you, them girls are playing Barbie on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Or there's kids watching yeah. Barbie being played even, on YouTube. They don't even they don't even know what it's like to go play like outside or like Barbie to have no option of doing that. You exactly. Know what I'm saying? And so I think I think it makes us a little special in regard to the way we create things. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because we have that, again, multidimensional perspective of life before the internet, life with the internet. But I remember being in middle school, I think, when MySpace came out. Yeah, middle school. Mm-hmm. And um, I was so excited. So I remember being in seventh period, like, I want to get home and change my top <laughs> I was, and like Straight this girl up. pissed me off Yo, out yeah. my top eight, you yeah. know. And like, <laughs> Straight up. Straight and up. like, um, you hear a new like dope song, you want right. to put it on your page, like yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think that's when everyone, like everyone, always says became like these HTML coders. Like yeah. I remember, oh yeah, hundred percent. You was real life coding on. I used to have MySpace. a top one hundred. On Black Planet, you really had to uh, code. Yo, <laughs> let me just say, when Solange dropped her last album, I logged on Black Planet. And her I, last one, this uh, what's it called? Um, this most recent one. When I get home. Yeah. Yeah. What, what made? Why did? Why that make you go on Black Planet? Because she launched on Black Planet. What? Where were you? Let me I was on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> I've been listening to her album on YouTube. I'm not gonna lie. So let me tell you. I think it was so on brand for her uh-huh. to launch on Black Planet. You know, Solange is very about her. Yeah. Uh, doing shit how she want to do it yeah um uplifting the people that look like her yeah. feel like her yeah. and she really grassroots with it i fuck with salon she like really like this is me and this is me like no apology yeah and she's like mad talented so yeah. it's like you still want to follow her she, you was, she was another she was like my first celebrity like her and janelle monet when i was in high school oh my gosh yeah whoa like like being an individual like they kind of opened that door for me they completely opened that door for me 
But um, yeah, so she launched, you know, she didn't launch on Black Planet necessarily, but she did have a link to the Black Planet website mm-hmm. where she kind of marketed the launch of her album. Wow, and I didn't know that. on there, yeah. That's crazy. And so I met a whole, like, you know, Black Planet, ch- like, chat rooms. And mm-hmm. here I am, like, in 2019, in a chat room, Black Planet, like, yo, what's wow. up? Wow. And it's, it's- That brought back memories? <laughs> no, Flashbacks? No, not really, but I met a lot of cool Black creatives on Black Planet. Oh, really? Like, shout out to everyone in my group chat that I in met. In 2019? In 2019. Wow. I met a, so many dope people like shout out to absolutely everyone that's in my black planet group chat because we met in the chat room we were like mm, this chat room's getting a little yeah mm, you know yeah. what i mean so let's like took it offline yeah took Straight it offline up. started a group chat and like the most amazing people like just a really organic way to network yeah, that i never cool. thought i would shout out to solange that's right shout out like, to solange uh, yeah, for that's that, crazy for that yeah link, that's that a connection. crazy little thing right but um a sense of community <clears throat> Wait, what were we talking about? Um, we were talking, okay, so like stepping into the internet age. Like, oh yeah, so like, yeah. yeah, stepping into that internet age. I feel like the way we create, our lives alter the way we create and mm-hmm. the way we perceive. That's just fact, you know? And so I feel like kind of leading into that, we're going digital, you know what I mean? Gives us a little bit of like a competitive advantage, you know, a 100%. little bit of a uniqueness. Yeah. And regards to the way content is created or how yeah. life is being story told you know and I, I just like to think about stuff like that I'm a very nostalgic person yeah yeah so, me too um yeah yeah I love thinking about um how things were and I mean not even on some like oh I wish they were that way but I just like like it's crazy have you seen that uh series on Netflix that goes through like the decades like in the 90s the 2000s the I've, 80s okay so I haven't watched it <laughs> consistently mm-hmm. but i've watched a few episodes yeah yeah there. that has been like my favorite shit just really? because to, just to like relive those eras you mm-hmm, know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and like what okay so what i remember what, what i think is cool about us experiencing both mm-hmm. is uh i think we we picked up the like hard working mentality of the generation before us mm-hmm. like the like because the with like pre-internet Things were a lot harder to get, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like it was a lot harder to like get yourself out there. Say you're trying to get yourself out there, trying to get hired for something. I don't think so. I, I mean, I'm not. I'm not gonna say it was harder, but yeah. it was. It, it wasn't like it was. It wasn't hard it because was that's what we route. knew. It, it was, was a, a different, different route, route exactly. because there were different resources. Exactly. So I'm yeah. not gonna say it was harder, but it wasn't hard because that's what we knew. We were fine with doing it that way. Mm-hmm. But like. It's much easier now. You know, it's much easier now to get discovered, to get your story told, to get your to get your story in front of people. But it's because I don't think I wouldn't say easier. I would say accessible. You know what I mean? Like it's because there's so much. I'm not going to even say bad. I'm just going to say underdeveloped content that's put out. You know what I mean? And I think people should just take the time. Take the time honey okay <laughs> to to put out the things you want to put out you know what i mean cuz i think regardless of putting something out not putting something out having a, a identity on the internet that's recognizable your life still has value regardless yeah that's facts so <clears throat> once you can tap into your value 
And that's like life work. You know what I mean? Yes, Your value, 100%. like it shape shifts and it, it gets 100%. greater over yeah. time. And I feel like the more you tap in internally, like your external output almost becomes more organic. Yeah, I believe that 110%. Yeah, and like, you naturally just attract the things that you need mm -hmm. in order to acquire your next level. 100%. Yeah. I, I feel that 100%. So, okay. So like, no, because like literally what you're saying is how I, I, I believe that a hundred percent. So, and to kind of like place to my point, what I'm saying is like, we, I think we have that, uh, not everybody, because I honestly, I think, I think that way, but I think like next level, I had to work to get there. So I'm yeah. assuming that you had to work to get there too. Oh yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So the average of our age group mm -hmm. may not think that way, but like that's still in us. You know what I'm saying? Right. Whereas I'm looking at the generation after us, they don't know the like begin, they don't know like the time that we know, you know right. what I'm saying? So I feel like they're growing up in this Something happens, you share it. Something happens, you share it. Like they don't, they don't know the value of the non-internet self. You know what I mean? That's true. You know what I mean? That's and so. I that's what I mean. Like we, we have, have the both do, of it. Yeah, but I think the work the younger generations will have to do will be more self-work mm -hmm. because um, not caring so much about like how people on the internet view you. Not caring, but not finding that. your identity as a human being is yeah. just already yeah hundred percent a journey on its own. But then finding your identity when you're spending so much time you know what i mean regardless of if you're easily influenced or you're not influenced at all you know what i mean yeah you the images and the things we read and the opinions we soak into our spirits like they become us you know what i mean and whether you want to admit it or not if you don't take the time to filter out and like tap in you ultimately do things subconsciously without even realizing it until you hit like a oh shit moment you know and you're trying to backtrack like when how did i get here Straight you know up. what i mean and it's like up. well i got here by not checking in with myself yeah, just enough. wandering through life yeah wandering you know what i mean and wandering is cool wandering is cool but you gotta have boundaries yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. and i think you gotta be conscious and like cognizant of what you're doing like if you're wandering but you know you're wandering you're yeah. wandering for like you just to, to see where yeah just to see where things take you that's fine you but i feel like you have to make this like and not even that you have to, but I feel like wandering in the sense of wandering for discovery, that's cool. Yeah. Wandering just to wander. Like, I, I feel like I was wandering for the first half of my life. Not even the first half, like the like the first like three, wandering. four. I feel like I just got to a place where like I know I'm consciously wandering. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, yeah, I'm consciously. Yeah. Wandering. Like, it's like but I'm I'll trying to see ever be wandering. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 what I mean by that is that, um, like I said, earlier man like i was down a like medical path for mm -hmm. like for the first like 23 years of my life i mm -hmm. thought i was going to be a doctor you know mm -hmm. what i'm saying mm -hmm. and it wasn't necessarily because i was passionate about medicine i wanted to be a doctor you know what i'm saying it was because like i saw everybody in my family like doing that that's what you were like my parents were just telling me like yeah you should do that you should mm -hmm. do that i just you know what i'm saying and we were talking before we started shooting about how when you're like 17, 18 years old, mm -hmm. graduating high school, they ask you what you want to do in college. And then that's what you like. I literally like I made my decision for a major by asking my my uncle. He's not my uncle. He's like my older cousin, somebody right. that I like look up to. I really fuck with him mm -hmm. even still to this day. But 
like literally like two weeks before school started i was like yo like what should i major in in college he said biology i wrote biology and that was that like i didn't give it any thought i just like <laughs> so that's what i'm saying like yeah. i was wandering you right, know what i'm yeah. saying like aimlessly that's a hard you know major too, yeah. so shout out to you yeah yeah, yeah. i was yeah. wandering aimlessly so i'm saying like to wander consciously and aimlessly are two different things. I'm not yeah. saying wandering is bad. Wandering is cool. But like to know what you're doing versus just like doing what you're told, doing. it's kind of, you know what and, I'm saying? And you know, like, like I said earlier, I've never liked doing anything that isn't what I wanted to do. Yeah. And so I think that's one of my favorite things about me is that I'm always able to find my alignment. Like even with um, college... Um, when I was in college, I, I entered into college as a business major. And By choice? I, like you wanted to do that? Yeah. I mean, at the time. You thought, you thought that's what you wanted. And the thing about me, I didn't just go to college right after high school. Oh, okay. I was like, do I want to do this? Oh, okay. And nobody nice. can force me to yeah, do this. Yeah, yeah. That's that's wild because nobody makes that. I didn't. I mean, not the, not even just me. Like nobody really makes that like thought like, what do I want to do? Yeah, People I was just be like, like oh, I'm that's the next chilling, step. You know what yeah. I mean? After um, school, I was working at Nordstrom. Mm-hmm. And I was meeting all these amazing people. And that was my first time building a book of clients. That was my first real, my second real experience with entrepreneurship. Like... Okay, I would meet these people at Nordstrom, and Nordstrom had this tool at the time called Personal Book where you kept track of, you know, previous purchases and what your client likes. So the next time you came in, you could pull from you can pull from like the third floor, second floor, whatever. Like pull different designers and items for them, whatever. And then, you know, you kind of get to know your client on a personal level. And I've always had a really, really, really sharp eye for detail, not only with like elements of design or elements of lifestyle, but also with people, you know? And so um, after I stopped working at Nordstrom, I just decided I didn't want to live in Maryland. And I decided this on Monday. And then... (laughs) This Monday? No, no I'm but it, it was Monday. <laughs> okay. And then on Friday, I was like, I'm moving to Florida. Nice. No, no, Tuesday, I was like, I'm moving to Florida. And by Friday, I was on the plane. Oh, okay. And so, um, and that's always been me. Wow. You know what I mean? That's that's exactly how my brain works, yeah. which is like pros and cons for sure. I'm about to say, yeah, that's yeah. I can see, I can see, I can see the pros. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, and you can see the cons. The, yeah, I can, <laughs> now that if I think about it a little bit, I'm sure um, there's cons with it. So I'm, I'm finding balance as I grow into an adult, but um, yeah, and I, you know, I, you know, I had a great time in Florida. How long did you live there? I, um, I would say like half a year. Okay, yeah, half a year, and then I came home. Um, there was some personal stuff going on. So I came home and I was like, all right, well, what do I want to do? And my mom was always, of course, I mean, she's always let me rock, but go to school. You know what I mean? I'm like, all right, I mean, I'll look into it. So I looked into it and one of my best friends is super studious. Um, and she was like, yo, you know, school, da 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 And I was like, you know, like, I'll, I'll look into it a little further. You know what I mean? And so I finally decided, I was like, yeah, I'm going to try it. You know, I'm going to go to school. I, I've always been, like, I am an excellent scholar. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? My, you was getting good grades in, high, in like, a high school? 
Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Nice. Especially because they was giving out the free chick Oh, yeah, well, you said you always love to learn. And yeah, like, yeah, yeah, cool, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm an excellent <laughs> Wait, scholar. free Chick-fil-A? Yeah, for making honors <laughs> roll and shit. Really? So I was like, I mean. <laughs> I remember when I was a youngin, they used to give niggas like the free Pizza Hut coupons. Did they ever do that around? Like, no, I was they living did, in they PG. did, they did. Yeah, they when did. I was like young living in PG, PG they used to live, give niggas like uh, mm-hmm. free pizza coupons. If mm-hmm. you like read a book, you get a pizza coupon. That shit, that's crazy. You just made me remember that. Yeah, no, seriously. <laughs> so I was like, oh, I'm getting that spicy chicken straight sandwich. Straight up, um, straight yeah. up. So, uh, but, and I, like being a scholar is not my problem. Okay. It's just when that moment comes when I don't want to do it, that anything I don't want to do sits right here on my chest. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we're not doing this. Okay. And I'm like, I ain't doing this. So kind of getting through the mud of school was like first lesson of discipline. You know what I mean? Finish what you start. You know what I mean? That's important. And so I was going to finish school, and I did. So I went in as a business major, and I was like, this is not me. You know what I mean? <sighs> Business-oriented, yes. Business major, no. And I think a lot of people go into school knowing that one day they want to own a business or businesses. But, I mean... School don't teach you that. You know what You know I mean? what's fucking crazy, yo? <laughs> you know what's fucking crazy? I was in grad school to get an MBA for, like, six months. And I stopped because, like, I was actually running my parents' business. Mm-hmm. And running the business was so time-consuming and stressful that I, I didn't even have time to, like, try to yo, turn in an assignment or try to, over, like... I need to clear up the air on how entrepreneurship is not glamorous. It's... Well, <laughs> I feel like I feel like anybody anybody that's followed me for any amount of time would know that because like I, I'm always talking about the the hard parts. And of it's it. so important to be vulnerable in yeah. that process because yeah. this shit ain't really that. It's just fun. not fun at all. It's really not fun at all. You know what I'm saying? It's really not fun at all. Yeah, there's nothing fun about you know, it. No, but there's that narrative like if you're passionate about, it, I need it's, to beat myself an, up about that. It's a narrative that like, are, that comes from people that don't actually do it. There's, it's a narrative talk, that comes from people that like don't want do the work. to do it. They that have people like, doing the work for them. The thing about the thing about social media, and I'm not I'm not here to shit talk social media because actually. I love social media is yeah. my thing. Um, but the thing about it is that we can show whatever we want. We can be essentially whoever we want. You know what I'm saying? So given that opportunity, you know what I'm saying, depending on who it is, they can tell whatever story they want, tell whatever narrative they want. You know what I'm right. saying? So you got a lot of people who uh, may have money from other reasons or like may have or may not have money but can show certain things you right. know what I'm saying so mm-hmm. like that like that's what that is like it's literally people who don't actually but run I a beat, business I beat you know what I'm saying up for a long time about that and about I'll, what? I'll always Aspect. be honest about it because I I'm like if I can be honest about something mm-hmm. then someone else can be like oh okay like I I find I see myself in this girl you know and but you, but you say you beat yourself up about, about what about that like narrative oh, okay. about your passion will you know um keep you up at night when oh, you're okay. tired yeah, and yeah, your, yeah. your passion will give you the energy boost you yeah. need to get this done in your passion and so I'm like am I not passionate you know what I mean like dealing but the with thing is, like, dealing with what's that thing called when you a fraud and it's uh, um you know, fraud. <laughs> that's what I would call it. Fraudulent. No, no, but it's called. Um, it's actually it's called, like a saying. It's like a, a like disorder. Frank, you like oh, uh, when you think when delusional you, when you're delusional. No, <laughs> delirious. <laughs> no, no. Um, 
when you when you when you let's say you're entering a new lane, right? Okay. And it's not your lane, and so you're you, naive. No, no, you know what I'm talking about. I feel like I do. I feel like I said three words that describe exactly no, what you're talking like when about. You're entering a new lane, and you feel like you're. It's not your lane, so you're subconscious about it, and you're like, you feel like you're intimidating. Not intimidating, but you're intimidated. You're intimidated. Uh, I feel like I know what you're talking about, oh but my I just God, can't literally think of the my, exact oh word brain. that you're thinking. It starts of. with an I, the um, I word. You're. You're like impersonating. Impersonating. But it's called like <laughs> you're just you're repeating imposter. everything. You're an imposter. Imposter. Okay. Imposter yeah, yeah. syndrome. That's yeah. what it is. Okay. And it's like you think you're you entering a new lane. It's wild how we got to that. Yeah. <laughs> it right? took a the while, but we process. got there. It yes. took a while, but we imposter got there. Imposter syndrome. Yeah, straight up. And it's kind of a surrounding narrative around entrepreneurs and and creatives, and you know, and you feel like um, you are diving into something that's really not you, you know? Because if it was you, you would be this passionate about yeah. it and you'd be able to stay up till 4 a.m. Yeah. One thing about me, I don't give up my sleep for nothing. Yeah, no, you understand but what the, I'm saying? You know what? The like, real shit is that you're not, like, to me, man, you don't give up your sleep. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, like, don't, like, like, to me, it's like, do whatever you're, like, there's no way. Like, if somebody says that they have a way, they're just telling you their way. Yeah. I can show you another no, person I that did it a different way. You know what I'm saying? I, like, I just tweeted that. I was like, run your trial over and over. Yeah. Again. There's no, error, there's try, no way. And find your way for everything you need to find it for. Hell but yeah. find your way. You know what I mean? And when you find your way, that's when you're not necessarily so impacted by mm -hmm. those narratives you know what i mean that's where i am now yeah, but in yeah. the beginning of my entrepreneurship journey i was definitely like yo it, you know am i an imposter am i yeah you know what i mean i'm like, gonna tell you yo like I, I i felt that um no lie i still feel it but i know how to deal with it now because i know right. like this is what it is right. you know what i'm saying but yeah. like i felt that especially the first within the first like two years running my folks business um that's when I really felt it. Cause like, it's crazy how I, I don't know if I ever t told this like story on here, but like the way I got into it was me wanting to do my own thing, mm -hmm. but knowing like, I wouldn't just like jump into it. Like I wouldn't just like wake up at like 30 years old and know how to run a business. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, uh, I realized, damn, like my, my, my parents started this business when I was a kid. I know a little bit about it. Let me try my hand at building that to like, like let, my mom doesn't really know business at all. She's right. a great nurse, but she doesn't know business. My dad right. doesn't live here. You know what I'm saying? So like she was literally, I was going in there was a couple like times a week. It was to step up. It was my role to step up. And it was there for the taking. You know what I'm saying? Like right. it was no, it was a vacancy and it was like somebody come and fill this role. You know what I'm saying? So I saw that and I was like, let me do that. I was like, this is what I want to do essentially with my own thing. So like, let me start learning the ropes, right? Right. But I came in with that kind of like naivety, like, Oh, I'm just gonna do this and I'm gonna do it. You know right. what I'm saying? And I'm in, it's gonna be done. Right. Yo, this shit is like dog. But you needed those learning. You That's needed what, I that needed process. it. I needed it. But bro, like this dog, I there was nights I sat in the office and cried because I was like, yo, like I might not be able to, to do, do this. this. And that's yo. one of the You know what I'm saying? Moments. Like on because some you shit know like you don't want to do anything else. Dog, on some shit like it, it's not it's it's like you're doing all you can and sometimes that's still not enough. Yo, you know what I'm saying? No, I feel and it's that. like nobody and nobody can feel that you there's nobody within the organi organization organization right, that yeah. can feel that other than you because you're the person at the top. Like anytime someone else has a problem, you're the person that they go to. So exactly. like when you have a problem 
It's you, just you don't like, go to any, yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, you don't oh go to anybody. Gosh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, I was dealing with that pressure for, like, a year, like, built up. And then I was just like, dog, like, there was one incident that happened where um, we, like, just didn't have enough money in the payroll mm-hmm. to, like, like, pay pay, like yeah, out. like, to pay everybody. Yeah, I'm, like, signing the checks knowing we don't have enough money yeah. in the junk. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And, and it wasn't the first time that had happened, but, like, like weeks before that and pay like pay periods before that I had experienced like issues where I would send the checks out and people would like people's checks would bounce and they would call me like kirking on me you know what I'm saying like they would call the office but like yeah like they would and and I I get it but it's also like yo like I'm I'm doing the best I can you know what I'm saying but you can't say that to them because they don't fucking care they want their bread and when you're a good person you're like yo and you you, you care you feel it like yeah yeah so it's like I'm not like a sociopath when like it's not like I can just hang up the phone and not and like forget I had that conversation I would hang I would be like this is the situation this situation hang up the phone and then I would just sit there and think like damn like I fucked up. It's my fault. There's no money in there. There's not like, you know what I'm saying? I, whether it was or wasn't, wasn't the issue. You it's like, I did take the blame. You know right. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, so like, I just did that shit for like two years. It wasn't until like maybe like year three, year four, I just realized like, this is the game. It's my job to figure it out. Like, it's my Period. job to make sure there is Period. bread. Or if there's no bread, I yeah. need to I need to be up front with them. Tell them like, yo, like your check's going to be a little late. Like, I, it was my job to figure that out. You right. know what I'm saying? It wasn't like, cry about it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, exactly. it was. But it took me going it through like, it to Whoa, like, it was me. Yeah, nothing but it good happens me, to me. It took me going like, through it yeah. to like realize, mm-hmm. like, okay, like this is the figuring it out. This is why yeah. some people you definitely quit enter and a new level going. of bossing up. Hundred percent with each 100%. hardship that comes. So taking that to like my thing, yeah, I'm like realizing, yo, like, like kind of like you said, like I don't do like to me, this shit is not as serious as. I might make it up to be in my head. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, I'm a human being living on this big ass planet that's got other billions of people doing their thing too. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like if I want my it's eight hours of like, sleep, uh, I can get my eight hours of sleep yeah. and then work hard for six hours the next day. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, it's not like, there's no formula. Like if, if someone tells you, oh, you're not no, working no, 16 hours a no day, formula, so you're not passionate. But as that's, an that's entrepreneur, bullshit. you have to have your own formula. But also, yeah, because the thing is, but this shit is not easy. So like the thing is, no, you have to- it's not easy. You it have takes to tell a yourself, long ass time to define. It takes define. a long ass time. But I also think to that pinpoint it and be like, these are my steps. Hundred percent. This is what I do. Hundred percent. You know what I mean? I think that's why, like, what it boils down to is like you have to love the process of what you're doing. Yo. You know what I'm saying? Yo. So like, if yeah. you're an entrepreneur on some shit, like, and it's crazy because like entrepreneur, the term it's so is wild. such a broad. I don't term. even like I I I don't. I would never call myself an I can, entrepreneur. See, I can identify because it's easier. For, I'm all about making sure my message is delivered mm-hmm. effectively. So it's easy for me to say I'm an entrepreneur than to actually explain what your project is what you're doing together to have someone understand and still respect it on the same level that I'm coming from you know what I mean um, so entrepreneurship is like cool. Yeah, I know you'll feel me on that. Hundred percent. And my work will show you any other lane I'm in. Hundred percent. You know it's so I funny mean? because right. um, yeah, I have a very interesting feeling about that term, and it's part it's partially because of what we we're talking about about like how like people on social can just like say that they're that, and then people will believe that they're that. Like I, I had a conversation with one of my homies that uh, he's actually uh been on this podcast a few times, but he used to work with me at my parents' company. Like when I first got in there and got serious, like he was trying to go on his like 
uh, independent, like build his own brand, like yeah. build his own like company type vibe. And he kept saying like he wanted to come and work with me just to like learn on some shit like that. Mm -hmm. So I was like, cool, you know what I'm saying? And he saw what I was doing for like, a, he worked there for like a good two, three years and yeah. saw like all the work I was putting in, right? Mm -hmm. Not just for my folks company, but also for my brand, you know what I'm saying? Right. Saw all the work. And one time we were in the car having a conversation and he actually owns his own gym now. Okay. Yeah. So Shout like out. he's an entrepreneur himself, but mm -hmm. we were having a conversation about entrepreneurship and I kept telling him how I'm so skeptical to call myself an entrepreneur because I don't feel like one you know what I'm saying like I don't feel like I've like to me but what to definition me, no this you, I'm gonna tell you, you no I'm yeah. gonna tell you my definition to me I'm gonna have a little bit more and, of this one yo dog help yourself um to me an entrepreneur is someone who has built a business and like someone who builds businesses, you know what I'm saying? Right. Not aspirationally, but like has done it and continues to do it. So with me, like my mom built her business and then I kind of took it over. You right. know what I'm saying? I've built it a little bit more than what it was, like for sure. But that's but just natural. She brought process. she built it from like zero to like maybe eighty percent. I took yeah. it from eighty to hundred. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I'm building right now my thing from zero. You know and, what I'm saying? And maybe I shouldn't identify as an entrepreneur then. No, I'm not trying to I'm not no, giving I'm my just, definition I'm for you to like give your definition. On yeah, me okay, yeah. Because I don't build businesses I build ideas you know what I mean but but and I think that's entrepreneurship as well I think building something is entrepreneurship but yeah. to me like me my grade my standard is like not just like building it for building its sake but mm -hmm. building it and actually it being something that means something to other people so right. that's what my mom did my mom built a business that right. employs like a hundred people means something to other people that's a, Empl that's employs a hundred people if that shit went under business a lot of people would lose their jobs yeah, too yeah that's so that's why I'm like, I don't feel like I can call myself that because I haven't built something. I mean, it means some, like my, my brand means something to people emotionally, but like a lot of people aren't riding on it for like their well-being. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It's yeah, just I, me. You I, know what I'm saying? I understand that. I feel like um, because I've always had a book of clients since I, I think my first, I'll just call it working for myself. Okay. You know what I mean? My first... Um, I was I was probably 18 years old. I was 17 years old, actually, when I met this lady who was, um, her name was Lauren Dame. She was um, living in Arlington, Virginia, I believe. And she had a sterling silver jewelry line um, made with all natural element crystals and so on and so forth. And um, my job was to, one, design her marketing deliverables. Now I can tell you, design marketing deliverables mm -hmm. at the time you didn't I know what it was called yeah straight up straight up my job was to design her marketing job title is so like crazy. yeah that's no that's crazy. such a good point when yeah you find out you've been doing something for so long <laughs> oh, like, this. Yeah. <laughs> um it was my job to design her marketing deliverables it was my job to get her product in the different boutiques that were in georgetown and it was my job to build customer relationships with her clientele, as well as the store owners who housed the boutiques that were in Georgetown and throughout the DC metropolitan area. Um, so that was like my first, oh shit, like, you know what I mean? Like she's yeah, like here and you know, it's like, okay, I'm doing inventory. I'm, you know, 
reaching out to this store owner and that store owner and I'm putting together, uh, you know, a pamphlet or something to show people our products. You know what I mean? I'm putting together- And are together you doing this under a, your a, own a, watch? What's in today's world called a PR box. You yeah. know what I mean? Are That's, you doing this under your own? Like like you like you kind of- Yeah, like, like I logged no, in my no, hours. No like micromanaging type None. shit? Yeah. I logged in my hours on an Excel sheet and I sent it to her and she sent me a check for them. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it wasn't like I could finesse her because I was doing the work, yeah, you know? Up. And then um, I started working at North and that's when I started freelancing for the first time. I started freelancing styling. And um, I had my book of clients at Nordstrom. And I had my book of clients outside of Nordstrom. And the thing about me is I never, um, and I, to this day, you know what I mean? Like people know I do things, but they don't know what I do. So, <laughs> and I think for me, it's because I never promoted it. You know what I mean? For me, it was just like, yo, I'm good at this yeah. and I can make money off this. So I don't really need anyone to accept me for it because the, coin, the acceptance is in my bank account. 100%. You know what I mean? So... That's where I was with that. But I'm learning now to be, remember I told you before we started filming, I'm very like private. Mm -hmm. So I'm learning now to be responsibly vulnerable with my gifts, with what I have to offer. Like I have a whole portfolio website that is not linked to my Instagram, mm -hmm. not linked to my Twitter, not linked to anything unless I send you the link. Yeah. yeah, on purpose because I'm like, one, I, I, okay, now I'm at the point where like, let me build it up a little bit where I'm like, if I put it out there, I'm cool with it. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? If it's out there, whatever, you know? Um, and then I think I told you when we were texting, I'm not, I'm not going to say the name mm -hmm. or anything because, you know, I ain't going to drop my business name. <laughs> <laughs> but when I was in college, okay, so rewinding a little bit, I switched from a business major to a communication major. And like, boom, I found my lane. You know what I mean? Like my whole life, communication is my art, you know? And whatever medium I'm using at the time is just how I'm delivering my message. It's, it's, not, it's not deeper than that. You know what I mean? And so my first medium was through styling, you know? And then... I graduated to design. And I think when we met at the AB shoot, I was telling you, like, I don't call myself a graphic designer because yeah. I'm not, but I can mm -hmm. get some things done, mm -hmm. you know, in a really efficient way. Um, yeah. And so, and, and I think the reason why I'm a little bit more quiet about things is because branding for me Aesthetic has been my whole life. The internet didn't come and birth me aesthetic. Yeah, you know I what I mean? You, I, I learned aesthetic from my mother, my aunts. Like the woman around me taught me aesthetic. I've always naturally been able to identify things that are cohesive, things that aren't cohesive. So for me, branding, I don't need my Instagram to be a grid of scheduled yeah. posts. <laughs> <laughs> you know Straight what up. I mean? Straight when up. I launch my business, I absolutely will do that because yeah. that's in alignment with what it means to run a business online and yeah. communicating your business. 100%. I don't need a personal brand for myself. Okay. I know who I am. There is an abundance of love around me all the time. I don't need to seek it from any exterior source. And I'm not saying people who do personally brand do. That's not what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. But what I am saying is when you go on my Instagram account, the only thing cohesive on it is that I'm serving looks. That's yeah. it. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm not like, I, I don't, 
don't care about that. You know what I mean? It's not defining to me. It's mm-hmm. the least of my worries. Yeah. You know what I mean? In regards of what I in regards to what I have to offer. Like I have way more to offer than making my Instagram look cute to gain followers. <laughs> I see I see why it's super important. The social currency, I get it. You know what I mean? But when your spirit knows you have something so valuable to offer, things like that. Yeah. In the meantime, in between time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel you. Um, They're small businesses that I've branded their Instagrams. I'm not screaming, look what I did. You know what I mean? They're getting the return on their investment. So I know I'm successful at it. You know, I know if I switch my Instagram over to a brand, you know, a personal brand, I know I can do it. You know, yeah. So it's not, you know, it's not that important to me, but. It's it's crazy because when it's me, it's like it's not that important. But when it's my this business that mm-hmm. I'm building. So when I was in college, I remember sitting in my marketing class and I was like, yo, I'm about to graduate and adulthood's coming. And I don't want it to come. 100%. Like, yeah. And I was like smacks people in the face, dog. Yeah. Adulthood. Like, <laughs> and I was like and, and so through those thoughts, I wanted to curate a space where I could just be as I was. I felt like so many expectations were coming, um, like so many expectations that I couldn't even identify. I didn't even know who was expecting it from me, but I felt like so many expectations were on I the way. I think it's that self-like yeah. talk, man. Like yeah. sometimes and I was like, I, I need to carve out a space where I can be as I am through yeah. the stages that I go through. And that's how my business was birthed mm-hmm. initially it was just a space for me to be as i am like I, I love myself in this moment i may not be here but my value is still always full circle mm-hmm. and i realized not through my own like ego but just through like when there's a calling on your life You'd feel it. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can't really duck it. Yeah. You'll find a way to execute it, but you can't duck it. Yeah. And so I kind of found my way through that. And I was like, yo, I thought I started reflecting on my life real hard. You know what I mean? I graduated from school in May of 2017. It's 2019. Mm -hmm. So when I say I've been working on this from like a baby seed stage to what it's going to be. I really have been. And I was like, yo, like you said, so many people can benefit from this, you know? And like I said, I'll drop a little hint, you know, like storytelling and shifting narratives. And I think communication is the the key to growing and canceling so many different things. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I think when people sit down and talk with their ego to the side, so many revelations come forth, you know? And so, um, yeah, that's like the basis. That's all I'm going to say about my little baby. Um, But I'm super excited about it. And I will say I'm launching with a familiar face card. So I'm trying to figure out how to say this without saying this. So (laughs) (laughs) when I launch my first portion of content, it will be in alignment with something people already know me for, like my face card, okay. right? But my business gives me, and I think everyone's business should give them an avenue to play in different fields, mm-hmm. um, 
as their face card grows. You know what I mean? So me and my audience will grow synonymously. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, and I think I think that's cool. But one thing I do want to say about finding your way and process, it took me a long time. Like, I don't want people to watch this and be like, oh, she's well-spoken and seems like head on her shoulders. Like, sometimes it feels like my head is three doors back. Yeah, yeah. You know what I, I was mean? gonna, yeah, I, I went, I kind of wanted to, dig into that because yeah. like I mean I alluded I alluded to it earlier I feel like the way of thinking that I'm starting to recognize you have it's like I have a similar one but yeah. like I said it took me some like like it, it took work. work to get here yeah, you know what I'm saying it, it didn't work. just yeah and yeah. like real shit it's crazy because I was having a conversation with my homie earlier today you know what I'm saying that kind of like brought all this shit back out and I was just like damn like it it's really important to uh, work on yourself before you really start trying to do shit like out there. You know what I'm saying? And it might be just for our generation because we know the both sides of it. But like regardless, I think it's important to like know who you are, know what you're about before you can really start like making an impact on the people around you. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Because I think, first of all, we all hear, okay, we want to make impact. We all want to make a we all want to be. We all want to be important. You right. know what I'm saying? Like everybody wants to be important. But what do you mean important though? Because important is yeah, such that's, a subjective. That, that's what I'm saying. Like, like, that's what I'm thing, saying. Yeah. Some people see importance as just being famous, like famous with no substance. Some people see importance as like, like I see importance as literally having a positive influence on the people that you know and the right. people that know you right no more no less like right. the people that know you and the people that you know if you have an, a positive influence on their lives mm -hmm. you're important you know what i'm saying yeah but people like think if i don't got a million followers i'm not important if i don't yeah. got like a million dollars i'm not that important point. you know what i'm right. saying like shit like that it's crazy just to, just to like touch on this, I feel like like I realized my importance when I realized like, yo, like I'm contributing to my family by running this business because this business like so, is what like funds everything our family does. You know what so I'm saying? So importance for you is in alignment with contribution. Contribution to your to direct community. External, yes, yeah, yeah. Right. Contribution, yeah. Well, for for me, I think I'm not in a place to contribute to anyone else unless I'm cool with like myself. You right. know what I'm saying? So Absolutely, like where I had yeah. to where I what I guess the work that I had to do was like realize like, yo, um, I'm gonna make my contributions how I make them. Not how like I think a contribution limit so okay, so what I was finna say was like I, I, I had this conversation with my brother the other day where mm -hmm. I told him I thought like my contribution to my family was gonna be to become a doctor, make millions of dollars per year, and cut my mom a check every month. Or whenever she needed money, give my mom money. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I thought that's what how, how I was gonna like pay my mom back or like give her or buy, buy her a house or like buy her a car. You know what I'm saying? I right. thought that's what my contribution Mater back material through things. material right. shit. You know what I'm saying? I literally realized like not in like doing it, but I really like now realize like damn like I'm contributing to my family by running this business and because this business is what makes like it's what feeds our family. It's what like literally it's the foundation that like everything that anybody in my family does mm -hmm. is funding. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So uh, that's my contribution. Like I I I run this jump for very little bread. I'm not paid like what an executive is paid. You know what I'm saying? Right. I just do this because one, it's learning for me. Two, it means 
everything to my folks. Like my, it's crazy that my folks once a month, once every couple months, be just thanking me for like what I be doing. So what you, you do. know what I'm saying? Like, and it's crazy because like this is not what they wanted me to do. They wanted me to be a doctor. I like literally went against their will to do this. You know mm. what I'm saying? And so they your were contribution like, contribution is completely full yeah, circle. It's it's full circle because right. like I I took the time to think about what I wanted for myself. Mm-hmm. I was like, I want to be a businessman. I want to turn my brand into a sustainable, real business. Right. I made the decision to stop fucking with medical school. I made the decision to, you know what I'm saying, ask my mom. I didn't like I didn't just say like I want to I want to want to run your business and she just let me. I like yeah. had to like talk to her about it. You right. know what I'm saying? Like tell her what like, my aspirations what were. I can do. Exactly. Right. And she was and the and the only way she agreed was like she was like go to grad school and get your uh MBA. MBA. So I I was like okay, I'll do that. I did that for one semester and I was like, "Yo, like this ain't me." It's not even that it's not me. Actually, like doing like actually the responsibilities that I took on for the business were so difficult that it was hard to do both. To make, so I told her good because I wanted to do good for the yeah. business. I'm looking at school like, what the fuck do I need school for? Like, unless I have to present somebody with an MBA degree, what do I need an MBA degree right. for? And this is what I told like I didn't tell her this until like much later because I st- I just stopped going to school. Like I didn't tell them I just stopped going. Oh wow, yeah. And this is this kind of where this, <laughs> but this is how it comes full circle. This is how it comes full circle, right? Because I just stopped going. You know what I'm saying? saying and I was I I wasn't going for like maybe a year Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying and I like my sisters knew and uh we were on vacation like as a family Mm -hmm. and one of my sisters told my mom that I was not in school anymore and that's how my mom found out and she was like I was blown but I was also like whatever the the cards had to be laid out I I was like to me I was kind of relieved because it was like now, like now, I don't have to keep a secret. You feel me? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I, I mean, I was blown in the moment, but at, for the like in the grand scheme of things, it was for the best. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Um. So, like, that happens. My mom, like, is she's pissed. You know what I'm saying? She's pissed. Right. You know what I'm saying? And uh, for no other reason than I'm just I'm just not in school. And that's and this and this is the conversation I have with her. I'm like, yo, like. If I'm not in school, but I'm doing all the things that I said I was going to do, like, what's the issue? You know what I'm saying? She really had no answer. I mean, we talked it out, but like, there was really no answer. And then I'm continuing to just like progress because the thing is like, I'm a learner just like you are. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm, I I don't have to be in school to like have a thirst for learning. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And that's what I had to like. And I don't think them. anybody should. It I don't should think be anyone, a lifelong process. It, it should be, but yeah. a lot of people don't don't think that way. You know what yeah. I'm saying? A lot of people aren't that way. So they thought like just, you know what I'm saying, just by averages, I wasn't like, if I'm not in school, I'm not learning. But I'm like, yo, like I'm literally, it's crazy, dog. I told my dad one time I was taking like classes on YouTube because YouTube was actually like putting like full college courses as does. video content. Yeah. And they still do, I'm sure. And I was telling my dad I was taking like courses on YouTube and this nigga like laughed at me. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. you know, he was like just to, didn't take it seriously nah, at YouTube all. YouTube University will Dog, get you. it's the real shit, bro. Or and, Skillshare. Yeah, dog. Fucking LinkedIn Learning. Fucking uh, Udemy. <laughs> the iTunes University used to be a thing. Like, Motherfucking Duolingo. Dog, like, all these jokes are real. another language to me, real quick. Yeah. To me, learning is learning, dog. If you have a thirst for learning, you will always be fine. Period. No matter if you're in an institution or if you're just like you're living learning, your life. Because once you're learning, you're elevating. You know yeah. what I mean? And, like, and like you said, like learning is a lifelong process. But to bring the whole shit full circle, it started off with me learning about myself and like 
going through that journey. I'm still doing it, but it's like just from a more comfortable space of knowing that this is what it is. Like it's just literally like life is trying to learn something new every day. Right. You know what I'm saying? And not ever, you'll never ever feel like you know it all, you're comfortable with it all. Yeah, never. And I came to that realization and that's so why like, I'm comfortable moving forward. what's something that you know for sure that like you acquired through your self-work yeah. and you know will take you through many phases of your life as they um, come? It's, and this is gonna sound corny, but it's oh, no, just the be- fact, yeah. It's the fact that I don't know everything. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, just always staying open to learning stuff. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? That's literally how I'm, op- like, I learned that fact, like, a few years ago, and now I just operate in a sense of what can I learn in every situation I'm in? So, like, in situations where I, th- where even if I'm, like, the lead person, if, even if I'm the leader, you know what I'm saying? I'm asking people, like, yo, like, what should we do here? Or what can, how can we make this easier? How can like, how, how do you work? You know what I'm saying? It's dog running my folks. How do you work? Wait, I just want to say something really quickly. Something I've learned on my, um, whatever in life. I'm like, yeah, is effective communication requires knowing how the person you're talking to needs to be communicated to (laughs) be communicated to like, how do you learn? You know what I mean? If I'm working with a graphic designer, if I'm working with a videographer, I always take the time to do a little bit of study work on their jargon for their industry. You know what I mean? Only because instead of me saying, I want this to be like that or that to be like this, I can in turn actually use the terms or actually use the conversation that they're familiar with, which helps the project or helps the product or come out better you know what i mean and i think you got to meet people where they are meet people where they are don't just um find someone who's a service provider and ask them to do something for you but not know how to like dedicate and deliver your message to them because you're not going to get what you want and i'm not saying like from from i'm speaking from personal experience like from a perspective of i'm going to make sure you know what i'm saying you know what I mean? That's always my thing. I'm going to yeah. make sure you know what I'm saying. My messages are very clear. I'm not passive aggressive. If I have something to say, you'll know exactly what I'm saying. I'm not saying anything in the meantime, in between time. What, I'm, what I say is what I mean, you know? And I think that's very important for everyone to know. And that's why I think it's so important to like have a process because even in the midst of confusion or uncertainty, you can tap back in. You know what I mean? 100%. Like for me, I I probably, I would say I just found my process at like 23, found it, didn't know how to define it. I just knew how to do it. And then when I was 24, I'm talking like I'm 50. When I I was 24, um, I was selected by Montgomery County to participate in this entrepreneurship program. And um, it really helped me, it really put the cherry on the cake on defining things. Mm -hmm. And I think um, working with that program, I was able to define my process, which is full circle for me, ideation. I'm a huge ideas girl. I've been an ideas girl since I was a kid. Like when I tell you this brain cooks up some shit, (laughs) like for real. And my process is ideation, fruition, and tangibility. And it's very simple, but 
going from one step, going from having an idea and and then pushing it to fruition, which is having it in the works. You know what I mean? Um, And then from having it in the works to having it tangible. That's a long ass process. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's where a lot of people like fall off because like people think ideas is the thing ideas isn't the thing, the thing like ideas bringing the ideas brilliant. to life you know what i'm saying like, like yeah, but, but the thing is everybody people are has so them. excited in the yeah, idea everybody's phase. got ideas like everybody's yeah, got them. it's like bringing it to life is the thing, the thing you know what I'm saying? everybody had the idea for uber uber made uber yeah. and that's why you know what i'm saying yeah, like yeah, everybody like, had the idea for a ride exactly share or whatever when i have when i have consultations and i don't even like to call people my clients because like these i love the people i work with mm-hmm. like let me tell you it's a two-way relationship yeah, 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 you I know bet. what i mean it's not like i'm just delivering information we are everyone i work with we are constantly growing together and um for me ideas are the most brightest part of the passion because it lands on you and it's like encapsulates you when you feel like this is it. You know what I mean? Like this is like you just, I can't describe it. You know what I mean? But when you get a good idea, when you get a brilliant idea, when you get a divine idea, when you get a spirit led idea, when you know it's not coming from your ego, but it's coming from the best part of you, you know that you may not have access to all the time, but you know it's there. That's like the best kind of idea, you know? And then moving it forward, there's so much turbulence moving it forward to fruition because you start to think about what you don't have, you know? Because you think about what you think you need to have in order to get it in the works. And then once you get, hopefully, I hope everyone always gets over that phase, like not focusing on what you don't have, but focusing on what yeah, you do have. Yeah, 100%. And then you, you, you get closer and closer and closer to tangibility until it's finally there. And I think that when an idea is that organic, it doesn't really matter. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. Who fucks with it? Yeah. It doesn't really matter. You brought it to life. It's and about that's your an personal process itself. of execution, and you can have a million ideas that you personally execute, and then the five, you know, the fifth one comes through, and everyone messes with that one. That's fine, but their validation won't shift you either way, you know, because yeah. you stay true to your process and you worked it through each and every time. Yeah. So. That's super lit. Yeah. Yeah, I feel the exact same way. Um, I wanted to ask you, so you said you're big on books. I am. Um, do you have any book recommendations for people? What's a book that you recommend people read? Um, whether you recommend it a lot or you would recommend it just here on the spot. Like, mm-hmm. What's a book that comes to mind that you would recommend people take a look at? Well, first, I would recommend I Am Your Sister by Audre Lorde. I think that book changed my life immensely. Wow. I'm not afraid to say I used to be a mean girl. I wasn't mean. I think I I don't know what was going on with me, to be honest with you. I mean, I'm sure if I did some soul searching, but clearly, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, But to put it in in a snack wrap, in a little nutshell, I felt like I was projecting a lot. You know what I mean? And even though I was projecting, I wasn't necessarily the one who started it, but I made sure I finished everything that came my way. And... um, I like I I am so sorry to anyone I was ever mean to because I was dealing with something internally that had nothing to do with them, you know, and being a woman naturally you're in this like you find a caddy environment. I don't know if you're in it, but you will find multiple caddy caddy environments going through life, you know, and 
I used to be real bitchy, really shallow, really judgmental. Like, oh, you can't dress, or you have this on. Like, I was that girl. You know you what I mean? You was cooking people in the hallways? I was cooking shit. <laughs> and like, for what though? Because yeah. none of that means nothing. Yeah. It has nothing to do with character. Has for what it's worth, I think it's part of the like high school, middle school culture around here. I was cooking people everywhere. too, and I was never the best dressed, but I was like, no, I was. People. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, was. I mean, yeah, no, but what I, I say that to say that like people were cooking people. That was a thing. Yeah. You know what I'm like, it's like playing sports. Like everybody was doing it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, no, but, everybody was cooking. but I can take accountability for okay. the person no, straight I was up, straight up, when straight I wasn't up. loving myself straight at full standard. Up, you know up, what I mean? Up, I can yeah. take accountability for that person because that was me. Yeah. But that's not who I am anymore. And I feel like when I opened that book by Audre Lorde, you know, one, he like, she kind of said in so many words, you don't have to agree with everything every woman does. But what do you gain out of like disrespecting another woman? Nothing. You gain nothing out of like, you know, putting out that energy or just, there's nothing to come from it. You know what I mean? And so for me, Audre Lorde definitely changed my life, introduced me to womanism or the, open the door to what womanism mm -hmm. is for mm -hmm. me, um, change the way I interact with women, change the way I, uh, I, I've always valued women. I was raised by women. Women, I was raised by a village of women. I still surround myself with a village of women, but really gave me the, like, okay, on my own, without the influence of the good woman around me, I'm also gonna contribute to being a better woman for women and for myself. And um, so, yeah, I love Audre Lorde. And just this year, I bought my first ebook. I like to flip the page. Oh, okay. Interesting. I, I listen to books. See, I, yeah, I, I, I like to, to listen to books. I like to go on walks. I try, if I'm yeah. not like actively exercising, I'll try and walk like two, three miles a day. Okay. And so that's when I'll listen to an audio yeah. book. Um, not often though. I'll, sometimes I'll take the book with me and yeah, walk. Yeah, I listen to books like when I'm in the car. Like, yeah, I don't yeah. listen to the radio. Yeah, yeah. Um, or podcasts. You know straight what up, I mean. So won't be listening to us in the car. Yeah, straight up. But um, I just read um, the Seven Spiritual Laws of Success by Deepak <laughs> That's Chopra. That's my shit. That's Yo. My, that was I. Yo. I tried to be on my Obama shit last year and do like my five favorite books for the year. <laughs> No, it's crazy because I did it on Snapchat and people fucked with it. People were like screenshotting the books that I was recommending, but that was one of them. Uh, yeah. Seven Spiritual Laws of Success. So let me just Such tell an interesting you. way of looking at like Yo, success. Yo, Game Changer. Yeah, straight Game up. Changer. For, oh, yeah, whoa, go ahead. Talk about it. Yeah. Like, can we talk about it? Because no, that's like a whole different episode. Yeah, like up. that book is soul changing for yeah. me. Short read what too. Some, oh, so, like, like you can read it every day yeah, in yeah. case you're straight slipping. Up, like, up, and you need up. to check back in. I keep straight doing up. this. You know the little R. Yeah, Kelly I, I meme do. that's flowing around? Like, what's not <laughs> Think, use your head. <laughs> Why would I do that? Exactly. <laughs> nah, but straight and it's up. Not even, I'm not even joking. Because nah, that's up. just not a joke. No. But, but that little meme right um, here, that's I just listen to me. that. I've, so it was, I listened to it for the first time last year. So it was on my little list for last year. The but law I to of it. least effort. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. It's crazy. I can't remember all the laws, but that, but to me, all of that shit makes sense, dog. When you're optimistic, you know what you're doing. And you're not like it's it's not really how you think about money. Universe. It's really how you think about money. You know what man. I mean? Not fighting the universe. Yes. Not fighting things that don't go your way. And one thing like 
this is probably the second time this year this is the second time this year i'm on camera saying this the law of detachment like setting your intentions but not being so attached Ingrained to, to every little outcome. detail of it or like whatever. set your intentions yeah. but you cannot yeah. be so attached to the outcome to me the way i see, to me it's like yo life is long you know what i'm saying so whatever you want to accomplish you can accomplish. But you have these people who are like obsessive about their accomplishments. So like they want their accomplishments to like happen in two weeks, them. in a month, yeah. in, a, in a year, just yeah. so that they can say, to share to everybody like, yo, I said I was going to do this and I did it. Yeah. It's like, if that's why you're doing shit, it's going to be much harder to come. Like to me, our accomplishments can come to us, but they don't come to us on our own timetable. You know what I'm saying? So when you detach yeah. yourself from like when, how, why, yeah. like, those things will happen. It's just a matter of like putting in your own work, you know what I'm saying? Doing what you feel is right, right. but not being so attached to every single step meaning right. something. Even down or to what like, every single step means. When you were like introduce yourself, I think just by human nature, I'm still in that I'm not going to say I'm still in that stage, but like first thing that pops into my mind is like, what have I done? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it's like You're not defined by your things, accomplishments. The, the things I'm most proud of Probably don't really mean that much yeah, to people. You know up, what I mean? Up, up. And so when it when it comes to like who are you, it's like my biggest accomplishment is being a woman of like divine communication, being a woman who can extend compassion in any scenario. You know what I mean? Being a woman who can really see things in other people's perspective. You know, like that's who I am. You know what I mean? Like I'm a woman who let go of like all her little shallow icky ways and like stepped into the things she loved about herself and the things she didn't love about herself and had the courage to change the things she didn't love about herself you know what i mean like sure that's not. who i am sure you know not. but like starting off a podcast like they're like oh no <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> all right yeah, this, is a, this is a women yeah. empowerment talk get exactly. out of here straight Bye, up. Sis, yeah, straight yeah. Up. like so no nah, straight up yeah but, but no but you you said it exactly right man it's crazy because because um, like you said, some of the things that I'm most proud of about myself are not things that I'm known for or known by. Yeah. Like honestly, like some of the, the things that I'm most proud of are the types of things that happen in my family's business that no one would really know about. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like getting thank yous from my parents. Like, cause like that's something that I would, didn't think I was gonna experience until like I was quote unquote like made. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like until I was like living in my like penthouse and like fucking like paying everybody's and paying like, everybody's bills yeah. and that's when i thought i was gonna get those like thank you for doing what you do and being who you are but i'm getting that shit now and it's crazy because i'm just like doing what i think is right i'm literally literally waking up every day doing what i think is right you know what i'm saying like mm -hmm. and people are resonating with it mm -hmm. and that to me is just like damn it's crazy it's because like i'm not like i'm not looking for the collaboration yeah, on i'm not looking for no like fucking accolades i'm just trying to be a good person and it's crazy because like you said man like pe like you might hear this and think i got my head on my shoulders but dog i'm like i'm like my trying to pick like, my pieces up like, i'm trying to pick my pieces up it's yeah. just I'm, I'm trying to like move as i do it exactly. you know what i'm saying like as i'm yeah. figuring myself out i'm also trying to build a career and, for when, myself. and when i came here today i was like y'all i'm gonna just be honest and raw you yeah, know what i mean that's like, all i ask i think people guests. like you know like uh, like you know i told one of get my gonna say no names i told someone i was gonna be on a podcast and they're like you know make sure you like present your best self and i'm like yeah. yo 
it, I always ask for my for people's eyes. <laughs> yeah, you it's, know, like like don't be too like you know you talk with yeah. your hands a lot. Don't be too animated nah, nah, and trying no, like nah, I'm no, like no, be you, please be you. Yeah, it's crazy because you know <laughs> like, that that advice makes sense. It doesn't make sense, but it makes sense because it's like people it's are like, always it came doing from that. Someone who works in the industry of media in the industry, training. yeah, yeah, and that's so not what I this is. Media that's training. not what this is. Some people, you know, media training is great. You yeah. know what I mean? I think media training is the best for when I, someone asks I don't you a think, question. I don't feel the same way. I feel no, no, like, no. I feel like people always is fuck good with your if vulnerable self. Wants to, if you're someone who has a platform and um, you're being interviewed yeah, yeah. and someone like asks you, you a vulnerable question. Yeah, like <laughs> you don't want to tell a yeah, broke someone my girlfriend. Someone asks you like, so how do you feel about... Um, the Donald mother of Trump, your right? children doing this, and what are your political views They're on straight this? Up. Like you know, Fuck not, that not, yeah, not everyone <laughs> no. is radically honest, and not everyone can deliver their message effectively. So I like media training in the sense of being smart, deliver your you message say. effectively. Or, but I, I don't like how some people like people are like, oh, you don't want this video, this podcast to be played thirty years down the line and ruin your personal brand. Like thirty years down the line, I don't think it would ever, why would it I? Why never. would I not be a different person yeah. than this yeah. moment thirty years 100%, down the line? Like hundred percent. And but you know, but um, I think that people that say things like that don't really understand what it is yeah back you know to that like, like personal branding that's, yeah thing. Like, like personal brand. that's, a, that's a facade so that's like a value yeah than a personal to me, brand when you're when you're to me i honestly i and i think this is how the world is moving yeah but personal brands mean something in the sense of like who you are as a person not how you brand yourself as a right. person like if you're a good person you could cuss all you want. You could like because we had personal brands before the internet. Yeah, yeah, it was you. It was like when people put up to your crib. What yeah. is, what vibe do they get? You know what I'm saying? That's your personal brand. Period. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, it's just now we can put visuals. Yeah, to now you vibe. can. You don't have to leave your house. Can I can see your content, personal brand on the we internet. Can put content and lifestyle, and we can storytell our personal brand a little bit more. Well, with just more resources. Mm-hmm, you know what mm-hmm, I mean? Mm-hmm. More tools. We yeah. have more access to things to like. Be more creative and show who we are. But like, you, you've always had a personal brand. 100%. You didn't need an Instagram to start soul checking. You know straight what up, I mean? Straight up, straight <laughs> like, up. For sure. Straight up. Um, yeah, man, this has been a really dope conversation, I man. I think so too. Um, as we start to wind down, I want to ask you a couple of like rapid fire questions. Are you are you down for that? Wait, what did you say? Rapid fire questions. I thought you said rap or something. No, I was about to say, yo, fire. don't embarrass me because do I don't know. Do my, you rap? No, but like, <laughs> I thought you were about to ask me. Like, I know my hip hop history, but not to no, that no, book. Not, like, no, those no. weren't the books I, I was reading in the fire. library. She said rapping hot fire. Yeah, like, <laughs> what are you talking about? Nah. No, but okay. shout out to my girl Drika because she got the bars and she's the most slamming thing coming out of Maryland. Is she? Yeah, she, she raps. Is. Yo, we should play her. Oh, okay, she's fire. Yeah, yeah. Um, she's fire. Yeah, after this. Yeah. Um, okay, so are you? You never said if you're down for rapid fire questions or not. I'm down. Okay, but but cool. what do I have to do though? No, nah, you just. I'm gonna ask you some questions. Rapid fire. Right like yeah, I have these to are questions. Quickly? No, no, these are just okay. questions that I. These are questions that like. So this is usually like just a conversation, but these are questions I ask almost every time. Okay, so that's all. Uh, okay, so when you think of success, who comes to mind? My grandmother that I never met. Why is that? Because I feel like through a lot of adversity in my life, I'm constantly protected by prayers of this woman who I have not met. 
And when I pray, I pray for my unborn family. I always pray and I always say for my family here and my unborn family to come. And I think that when I think about the strength of my mother and the source she got it from, it's the reason why I have it. You know what I mean? The same with my father's mother. You know what I mean? I'm literally just an outcome of other women's strength and me living my most honest, vulnerable life is success. And it's, it's like my homage to them, you know? So, yeah. and I, you know, I feel like I'm so much like her, so much like someone you've never met, you know? <laughs> Straight up. But, um, yeah. Yeah. Low key, uh, I, I feel that way. Not to like take this another way, but I feel that way about like Nipsey Hustle, man. Like I never no, really met that nigga, but like it's crazy because like three weeks before man. he passed, and I was man. I, I was at his store, saw him at his store like mm-hmm. uh, like earlier in March. You know what I'm saying? Like early in March. But um, I say that to say that yeah, I feel like you definitely if you know enough about somebody, yeah. you can definitely vibe with them on a personal level. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But um, I just no, but that's very interesting that you can. Fi- yeah, man, that's, that's very interesting. Though, that's like a very my interesting. Being yeah, is so much more than that's me so cool. to yeah. like be able to feel the life of someone mm-hmm. who I've never met, mm-hmm. but can like feel things that, she's that with are you in me. Like, that's interesting. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's very interesting. Yeah, I like that. Um, if you had a superpower, like a trait that you possess now, okay, if you could define it as a superpower, what would it be? What would be like your superpower trait a trait that i something that you that you that you're just better at than like any average person that you meet (laughs) like what's your superpower i have plenty but (laughs) give us give us a couple if you want um okay so i think one of my superpowers is through experience following my intuition i'm never wrong and I don't even mean into uh, when I say I'm never wrong I don't mean in like an argument I just mean with stuff I can yeah. identify on my own and what I mean by that is not only with um, you know people but I can forecast like there have been I have this and this is what I can tell you in my adult life I don't listen to anything anyone says because I have said things that people were like that's crazy. Nah, that nah, won't ever happen. Never. It's happening now in, yeah. the, in the day and age that we're living in. 100%. And when I see it happening, I'm like, yo, I was thinking this way back, yeah. you know? And so I think one of my just God-given gifts is being able to forecast ideas and, and you know, contributions to communities and, you know, things bigger than me that make impact. Um, and I think another one of my superpowers that anyone can tap in and have access to is compassion. I think compassion relieves you of a lot of why, wondering why, you know what I mean? And I think my ultimate superpower is communication. I've I've been saying that this whole conversation. That's real. I I have this gift where I'm just able to tap into whatever medium my spirit is saying tap into and I can deliver my message super effectively. That's so, what's up. That's yeah. what's up. Um I guess my last question would be if you were to deliver a message, say you had a billboard and you mm-hmm. can get a miss a message out to, 
you know what I'm saying, millions of people, what would you put on that billboard? Oh my, is it two-sided? Can I say two things? <laughs> you want to put a whole essay on that jump? I probably would. <laughs> you got to remember, people are driving. <laughs> I probably would. People are driving. They're like, not going to be squinting and looking. Nah, but whatever, as long as you want it to be, go ahead. Whatever message you want to get out there, what, what would it be? I think, okay, I have to pick one. So I think the message would I don't know if it'll come out exact but I'll define it mm -hmm. I think the message I would want to give to people would be to hmm, there's like so many words bouncing through my head right now and I'm trying to pick the most important one because the world needs so much healing that's real but I also think it's important to know that we can't provide all the will with their all their healing oh, no, no, you know no. I'm not, sure I'm not to, to say that not, not to say that you're doing <laughs> yeah. that but it's like I think you know sometimes people get into um and we're gonna get back on track but okay. I just want to say like I think sometimes you know people uh get down on themselves because they can't do everything and it's like yo like sometimes you just got to figure out what you can do like the, there's power in what you can do and not what you can't do I think you alluded to the earlier like thinking about what you don't have or what you can't provide right. when it's like yeah. there's so much that you can if you change the perspective you feel me yo you know what i think i would slap three words on mm -hmm. the billboard and they would simply you went down from a paragraph to three words yeah. let's get it let's get it simple you know what, what it saying? is that's that extremist mind right there mm -hmm. but life is abundant always straight up life is always abundant so many times exterior factors determine how abundant our life is, but it doesn't matter. None of that matters. Like the love you give to people will always mean more. You know what I mean? The way you make people feel, the way you can speak words into people's lives and change their perspective, change the way they think, change the way decisions are made. You know, life is abundant. You know what I mean? And there are times I'm speaking from the bottom of my heart of experience where you will feel like life is not abundant. You know, you will feel like, life is scarce and like waking up in the morning is like damn i gotta yeah, do this shit again yeah. again you know but like life is abundant and like even if it's dark the light will always come through like i don't even want to say keep fighting because sometimes you can just stay still and the light will come through yeah so like light to me yo life is literally just a series of ups and downs dog like, yeah, like life is always abundant. It's literally a series of ups and downs. Dog. Every time there's a down, there's an upcoming. Even there's a, even if there's multiple even down moments in a row. Even if there's not an upcoming, dog. Yeah. Like, this is all you have. Do you understand? Straight up. Like, once me and you are gone, that's it. Yeah. There's no more me. Yeah. There's no more you. Yeah. Every contribution we gave, unless it's generationally impacted where does it go it goes into nothing you know what i mean so just while you're here and i know i know i'm speaking from experience i know there are moments periods months where you just feel like this ain't it you know what i mean but life is abundant no matter what that's real and i would put that on i'm into typography so yeah. i make sure the message is delivered yeah okay, you know what i mean but like a nice little font <laughs> yeah font and make sure it was nice little background nice. yeah. yeah nice little color sweet. palette but um yeah life <laughs> is abundant always and forever yeah always and forever and your life is just a, a miniature building block 
to someone else's like your contributions with your family's business 10 years from now they may not even know you like oh my mm-hmm. uncle back then mm-hmm. but like you're literally making it easier or making it bigger or making it just the energy that you're yeah. leaving you know yeah. what i mean like life is forever abundant like and if you can't find it in yourself just find it in nature like the renewal of springtime, all yeah. these cherry blossoms and these flowers and like the bees are out, all these things that were dormant and now they're just back and active and they're here. Like life is always abundant. Yeah. For that's, sure. That's that's a very interesting take. I love that. Yeah. Um yeah, man, this has been really fun. I know. I really I appreciate fun. you uh, taking the time to do this. This was really dope. Uh before I we wonder what like, I look sign like on the camera. Everything. Uh you look fine, I'm telling you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, don't worry about you. And this is mostly audio anyway. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, so before we like officially sign off, mm-hmm. where can people find you? Where can people holler at you? You cannot like, find me. You cannot find her. Um, you can find me on Instagram. My Instagram name is at Charlie H. So C H A R L E I dot H. And by the grace of, you know, God and just divine timing i don't rush anything Mm -hmm. so um definitely before this year is over i'm going to i made a promise to myself to be more responsibly vulnerable and put myself and my work out there um but until then you don't have to check for me (laughs) like you know no but i'm just i mean i think um i've literally had it happen where sometimes people just say things that resonate with people that listen to mm-hmm, this mm-hmm. and they just want to you know know more about them follow not, yeah, not even not even know more about them but just they like, like them so much yeah. that they like i know that when i listen to certain podcasts and yeah. i fuck with the person you follow them just, even if i don't follow them i just yeah. you know just check what i don't know i just look you just check you know in just right look. you just check yeah, in from, you know what I'm, saying? I'm just so low-key that's know? that's cool but I, I the only reason i say that is because i know like you've dropped a lot of gems on here and mm-hmm. i just know that like you're going to resonate with some people that listen to this. You know what I'm saying? So like well, if, yeah. if people just wanted to, you know, like, yo, like see your face about me, or I'm just all like about whatever conversation. Like if you listen yeah. to this and you feel like, yo, I want to have they a They want to tap into your little girl. Black Planet group chat. Oh, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, a black <laughs> no, but I'm just saying like, I'm just saying you have that vibe where it's like, you know, people just, you know, like you can connect and people might want to connect with you even on a personal level just so yeah like, you know no yeah for sure like um if anybody watches this and they want to reach out to me like you can reach out to me on my instagram charlie.h and my twitter i've been on games on twitter so yeah. you know yeah twitter's a, yeah. <laughs> twitter's my a twitter is off. um oh i'm just thinking like you don't even know what your twitter is yeah like <laughs> It's been that I, long. Don't quote me, yeah. but I think it's C H A R L E I X X, like just Charlie X X. And um, yeah, if you want to have a conversation, like I'm a complete conversationalist, yeah. just send me a message, send me an email. Um, if you want to know more about what I do, if you want to just whatever, like yeah. just hit me up. Yeah, that's all. That's yeah. all it is. You know what I'm saying? You don't got to share nothing. You don't want to be touched on. That's all. Yeah, you know, yeah. You but, know um, I'm a little low key. I just yeah, feel yeah, like I'm one big gem that has to stay in a glass <laughs> gotta, box. You got to preserve yourself. Yeah, like, you preserve yourself. Just like the right moment, <laughs> no, the, the right moment of outcoming yeah, will come. I yeah, feel that. For I feel sure. that. But um, yeah, man. Once again, thank you for doing this, and uh, yeah, we look forward to seeing everything <laughs> you got coming, like in the future and yes. before this year's end ending. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you.
What's good, folks? This is Mech again. Uh, before we go, I just want to thank you again for listening to um, this episode of This A Podcast. If you enjoyed it, please let me know. Hit me up on any of the social media channels at itsnation.com. That's at itsnation.com, D-O-T-C-O-M spelled out. Hit me up there. Let me know how you felt about this. If anything in this episode resonated with you, definitely save it. Listen to it again. Um, I do that with podcasts all the time. Share this. You know what I'm saying? Let your let your homies know about it. Again, check out everything that we got on itsnation.com. And we really got a talented team putting dope content together on there. And again, if you are interested in getting your podcast off the ground or uh, chopping it up about podcast ideas, you know what I'm saying? You want your voice to be heard, anything like that, hit me up. Uh, this a podcast at gmail.com. That's this a podcast at gmail.com, and we can definitely rap about it. Uh, but again, man, thanks. I appreciate you guys for fucking with the brand.